Welcome to the Persistence You podcast with Lisbeth, and that's you as in university. But we're much more of a community here. I'm your host, Lisbeth Meredith, author, speaker, and online teacher. Each week, I'll be delivering stories from amazing survivors and strivers, all threaded together with a dose of persistence. So glad you're listening. I'm so glad you're here for another week with Persistence You with Lisbeth, and this week, you have a treat in store. I am with Maura Sweeney, who is an author, a podcaster, and altogether an ambassador of happiness. But it wasn't always that way. Like many of us, Maura had a career. She worked in private. She worked with her husband's business. She also worked as an avid homeschool mom and a hostess for foreign exchange students. And when it came time for retirement, that's when she really pivoted her business. And Maura, uh, I will let her tell you the story, but it all began with a dance. That's how she became the ambassador of happiness. So I wanted to get Maura's story on how she not only reinvented herself, but is really touching so many lives. Thank you so much for being with us today, Maura. Oh, thank you, Elizabeth. I'm really happy to be with you. You are just my kind of people. <laughs> oh, thank you. And you as well. We've we've had other times to talk, so I'm really, really thrilled we've, we've connected. Tell us about that dance, will you? Tell us about the time in your life when, when other people are ready to hang up their shoes and say, you know, it's time for me to rest. How did this all begin with you? And isn't that often the case? Like we get it in our heads that, okay, I did everything. It's all behind me. Now I'm just going to kind of skate into nothingness. Well, in my case, it went really in the opposite direction because I had a corporate career. Then I was homeschooling our daughter. I was working, as you said, uh, with my husband's business, our family business, which was kind of boring. And when our daughter was, it was, it was profitable, but boring, had no purpose. And I would try, you know, my personality is always to give it my best, but I thought, I don't even understand these computer parts and I don't know why they're so exciting. Right. As it turned out, our daughter was getting ready to go to college or she was actually in um, local college around here, but I knew she was going to be going away. She started college early and she called me one day when I was in this in-between era of, well, she doesn't need me anymore as a mom. Right. I'm working with my husband, but this isn't so exciting. So she called me from uh, junior college and she said, mom, do you know they're teaching a class in intro to jazz? And I said, oh, really? Are you going to take enroll in the class? She said, mom, I've had seven years of dance. Why would I do this? She said, this is for you. (laughs) Now I'm on the other side of the phone and I'm probably like age 50. Wanted to dance my entire life from the time I was a little girl, but was always told, no, you're going to learn how to play the piano. You're going to be smart. You're going to be a lawyer, which, you know, these were all the things I was pursuing at the time. But dance is not one of those things you can do more. And on top of that, you are very clumsy. So imagine <laughs> now I'm 50. So here I am, my mother, my daughter's mother. She's on the other side of the phone. And, I, and she's as if reading my mind. She said, Mom, you're not going to be dancing with five-year-olds and tutus. She said, these are adult people. She said, you can do it. And you always wanted to. So Elizabeth, I being the mom, didn't want my own daughter to see her 50 year old mother say, well, you know, I'm too old, can't do anything now. And I really did want to learn how to dance. And I never had this opportunity before. So I pushed myself. I love it. And what proceeded from that was such an experience of overcoming every doubt I had about myself 
every insecurity. So you can think about age, um, identity, because I was smart. I could do things with a pen. I could run a business <laughs> in corporate America, you know, right. but dance was quite another thing. And what happened though, from it, Lisbeth, I never gave up, even though I failed the class twice and I kept re-enrolling. I did um, two <laughs> onstage performances, one of which I practically destroyed, but I redeemed myself <laughs> at the end. It ended up because of that persistence, which of course right. is our operative word today. I never gave up. I, and I enrolled in more and more classes. Then I moved myself up to intermediate classes. And that experience ended up changing me in ways like you can't believe. It uh -huh. brought out of me a lot of the untapped parts of my personality and desires. I mean, this was something I wanted to do when I was four years old. And so I had to really overcome, 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 be persistent. Right. And the irony of it all is that now people, they'll see me and they'll say, oh, are you the dance teacher? Oh, you're such a natural at oh, it. Oh my goodness. You know, people used to laugh at me, not with me, at me. <laughs> class. So um, it just shows what persistence will do. But way beyond that, Lisbeth, doing that dance program or just being engaged in that and having to constantly go back and go back and practice and practice and overcome all of, you know, the mental things we tell each other. I can't, right. I'm too old. I'm, it could be anything. I don't have um, enough money. I'm not the right size. Exactly, I'm too shy. Exactly. I'm looking like an idiot, you know, the whole right. thing, but it's so, it did the opposite to me. It had me go through a lot of the, you know, losing my ego, but it gave me energy and confidence, self-assurance. And I would even say the ability to walk onto a stage and not feel like I might trip over my own feet, you know? <laughs> and so it was really good. And you were saying it all started with dance class and it did. I, let me, I'll tell you the end of this. My daughter, by the time I was at my second um, performance was living up in Boston and she was at university up there. And I happened to call her and tell her, and I said, Kaylee, I was in another dance performance. I said, and I didn't ruin it. <laughs> she said to me, I said, aren't you excited? And this is what she told me, which I think this is good for anybody to hear. She said, I said, aren't you surprised? Or she said, mom, I always knew you could do it. And I said, well, why is that? She said, because it was something you always wanted to do. And she said, when you want to do something that badly, you will keep doing it until you learn and become proficient. Now, this is a young girl. She was 17 at the time telling me this. That's but Lisbeth, it was such a launching pad because I wrote a book right. about it. And it got me on several on numerous uh, radio shows and podcasts, uh, anywhere where people were looking to improve their life or sure. transform. And it helped launch my speaking career, which has now taken me to 15 countries overseas where I've spoken dozens of times. And I've moved myself into this environment where I am the person right. who shows forth how we could grow and how we could become our better self and how we can evolve over time and not always be somebody else's version of ourselves, but our own. Right. And you had some experience with that before too. I think a lot of women have little boxes that we 
we've sort of been pushed into women of our generation, but for you, tell us a little bit about when you were a child or a young person, the career that was expected of you. And it was, as my friend, friend used to tell me, you know, Maura, you weren't reared, you were groomed. Right. Yeah. I, From the time I was about five, my parents decided I was going to be a lawyer, just like my grandfather who had just passed away. And so no one ever asked me. No one ever thought, are you interested in this? And I ended up going through <laughs> university. I was a political science major. I actually, I was chosen to work for Senator Ted Kennedy. I was offered a full-time uh-huh. job there. And then in order to really do what would please my parents, or so I thought, I mean, this was what I was geared toward. I took out loans and went to law school. And I was beyond the halfway mark. And this is where I just reached a a dropping off point. I was only 23 at the time, but, and back then, if you went to law school, you were expected to practice law. It's not like today where it's just an advanced degree and you go into business. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to go for 40 years in a career that I have no passion for. And I'm also going to have to live in probably New Jersey and New York area, which is where I grew up. And I didn't want to live there. Mm -hmm. And one day, Lisbeth, I could not get myself out of my chair to drive myself to law school. And I thought, oh my gosh. And what was worse is that when my husband, we had married young, my husband came home from work and he said to me, aren't you supposed to be at class today? Lisbeth, I opened up my mouth and nothing came out. I lost my voice. So I knew back at 23 years old, I was on a path that was so not me. And I literally could feel that the light within me of all the excitement and anticipation was going out, but my body literally gave out and my voice. And I thought, well, time to leave. I told everybody I was taking a leave of absence from law school, not telling them that it was permanent. (laughs) (laughs) Because nobody really asks when you say leave of absence, how long (laughs) that leave of absence will be so good for you. What a great workaround. But that's really important. It's important for us as Listeners to think about, are we pushing our children into a certain cookie cutter mold, but also for those of us who've had expectations foisted upon us, do they resonate with us or should we be pushing back and saying, no, this is not who I was meant to be because I can feel it in my gut. I like that word resonate because sometimes we can do things and we could go along on a certain path and it's good for us for a time. And then after a while, it doesn't resonate. I could even say the same was true. I had a corporate career, did very, very well, which really helped me with my speaking career because I learned leadership, which is what I speak on. Um, But after 10 years, I was a burnout case. And I had, I had really maxed out on that experience. And I knew there was nothing beyond that to grow into. There was no more life. So yeah, I think at times it is, it is an opportunity for us to regroup and think what's next and how can I, what's, what am I interested in? What's going to light my light from within that I could put my energies toward and grow again. Right. I love that. And I, I feel like there are listeners who will, who may be thinking, I'm about to retire, or if only I could retire, then I could just turn on the TV and watch it, or I could, I could just do nothing, or what you know, whatever. But it, with that, you know, I've retired six months ago. With that, can come a certain amount of depression and feeling of who am I, and what do I have to contribute? And I think you're sh- you're demonstrating that we still have so much to give uh, to to the world around us at our at our age that we are currently. You know, I couldn't agree with you more because I did know this as a young child that I wanted to travel the world and I wanted to, I, 
I was a communicator. And yet secretly, I knew, not that I had it as a clear picture, I knew that I really couldn't offer anyone good life experience unless I had enough of my own. And somehow in my head, I actually believed I couldn't do what I wanted to do until I was in my 50s. You know, you ever see people, they're 25 years old, they're telling you how to live life. Right. Well, <laughs> now that's an that's kind of interesting. Right. But from writing my book, because you remember you talked about the ambassador right. of happiness, I wrote my book, but then I was doing all kinds of blogs. I was guest guesting on all kinds of interviews. And I was going out and speaking wherever I was invited. And I would often write about what it was that made us happy, not externally, but internally. Like really, what are those things that turn us on? What are the things we're interested in? What are we curious about? What are our values that we want to exercise? And I remember this, maybe somebody could benefit by this, but I was writing about what would make people happy. I travel, I'd interview people. And I remember some other fellow bloggers at the time were asking me who my demo was. And I said, well, my audience would be, I guess, anyone who wants to be happy. And I know there were people that looked at me and snickered as if to say, well, that's not really a demo. But ironically, I kept doing what I loved. And I was invited, among other places, to speak at the inaugural Nelson Mandela Day celebrations. And they had all of these people coming in, all of whom were dignitaries, all had titles. And they said, well, how shall we introduce you? I said, well, I'm just Morris Sweeney, and I write about being happy, and I travel. And they said, we have a title we're going to give you. We'll call you the Ambassador of Happiness. Oh, that's beautiful. And it fit like a glove. Nobody has the title. They made it up for me. And then someone said to me later on that interviewed me, he said, Maura, you need to um, get the, uh, what is it called? Trademark on it. He said, because if you don't do it, someone else will. And Lisbeth, I have been to several foreign countries. I've been on national TV. I've been in press. I've been keynoting. And they introduced me as the ambassador of happiness. And so it's one of those things by following what I loved Um, pursuing, let's say, interests and values, and then constantly communicating them and being incredibly persistent. As my husband said, Maura, I have to give you a lot of credit. For a lady of your age, you are always putting yourself out there. (laughs) And you know what? I guess it came from the dance. I learned how to fall and trip and I just keep picking myself up and I keep going for it. That's right. And sometimes people can be entertained at the fall, you know, and good for them. That's fine. But if you're confident (laughs) enough to put yourself out there, then they're also super inspired when there's no fall. So it's wonderful that you put yourself out there and bring people along the journey, because I feel like it gives other people permission to try things without being so self-conscious, without thinking, I can't, I can't, I can't, you know, if this person will show me the backstage, the the insider's journey behind the scenes as to what it took to get there, then maybe I can do it. And I love that you're able to do that, connect with, with people in that way. Tell us about your podcast and where people can hear it. Oh, great. Well, it's my name, Maura Sweeney, Living Happy Inside Out. And I'm on iTunes as well as Spotify and there are probably, I don't know, 10 different uh, platforms. So more Sweeney living happy inside out. I love it. That's terrific. And then you also have a website where people want to know more about your events or connecting with you. Please let us know how to do that. Okay. It's again, my name, but a little bit different. It's at Mora number four, letter U.com. So M is in Mary, A-U-R-A, the number four, the letter U.com, because whoever you are, I'm for you. <laughs> I like that so much. And I definitely have felt that from the beginning with you. So thank you so much for this. I'm going to have show notes on my website 
at lameredith.com with your pictures and things. And thanks for being here, Maura. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's been wonderful. And thanks for allowing me to help encourage your audience to be part of the Persistence You universe. I love it. Thank you so much for listening today. If you've enjoyed the show, please follow. And if you've really, really enjoyed it, tell a friend and go ahead and give us a review. I'll see you next week. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.